Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right, everyone. Well, welcome to episode 20. Get the party streamers out. We made it to 20, Elliot. Yeah. Yahoo! And, hey, <laughs> and our, we have Congratulations. a thank you, thank you, and we have another very special guest for a very special episode twenty. We are, I know Elliot and I are are, are both. When I speak for for both of us, we're incredibly excited. Oh yes, actor. She is an actor, voice actor, director, voice director, and a friend of both Elliot and I. Carol Stanzioni, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being Thank here. Thank you, guys. Welcome to the Hello, show, Carol. Everybody. Good to see you. Carol. Hello. Hello. <laughs> we're back. It feels like old times. I it really know, does. Right? I mean, we, we yeah. were catching up for what, like you. 20 minutes before we started. <laughs> yeah. Just pre-warm up, you know? Get <laughs> uh, Catch up, you know? It's good. So, so let's get started here. So, Carol, uh, what films growing up influenced you to pursue acting and directing and also theater as well you know honestly for me i've always been attracted to the drama stuff you know like fatal attraction deer hunter i saw that was going to be sort of my path even though people it's very funny to me because people would say oh you're so funny you should do stand-up you should do comedy and i was never really attracted to that I was always attracted to everything that was really dramatic. It's funny, of all the horror stuff I've done, and I've done a lot, it's, I'm not a horror watcher, but it's always about, for me, it's about the drama of from a beginning, middle, and end. You know, Deer Hunter to me was, uh, I was speechless when I was walking out of the theater because it was such a big deal, uh, you know, about the war at the time. And my brother had got exempt from the war. And so it was really, it just hit me. And I, the acting in it was, I mean, of course, there's Meryl Streep. Christopher Walken, you know, Robert De Niro. I was, I'm a big Glenn Close fan. You know, those are kind of my, I mean, fail attraction to me. I thought if I could do that, I've arrived. You know, so I'm sort of drawn and always have been drawn to those kind of movies. Although I'll be honest, one of my guilty pleasures is an old movie called I'll Cry Tomorrow. And she's this alcoholic and she stands by her piano. I mean, it's just like like Sunset Boulevard, sort of. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And those are like my old guilty pleasures. But but acting wise, I was always, you know, because I went to NYU, I was right in the heart of New York City. So I was going to Broadway theater as a student. Which for me, I remember the day I saw Burn This, which was, uh, and I thought, I'm going to do this. You know, my friend and I, who are still friends, we both saw that play and went, oh my goodness, how, how can somebody be that good on stage? And, you know, everybody knows the career of, a, of an actor. And I don't think anybody's parents are jumping up and down when you go, I'm going to do this. And they're like, no. yeah, okay. Um, you <laughs> that's know, great. And, yeah, uh, that's about accurate. But it really, I'm just one of those people that knew, you know, and just dove in and was auditioning for Chorus Line when Chorus Line was being done. And at that time, auditioning for Chorus Line for Broadway, you had to be able to do a triple pirouette, which I couldn't do. 
And so I made it through the singing thing. And then you just, they would just line you up and you had to do it. And I couldn't hold the tri triple pirouette. And they were like, see ya. You know, I, I do think now a triple pirouette is nothing. You know, now, now people are, it, it's crazy where dances come to. But that being said, because I studied in New York, everybody in New York, which it's very different today. Everybody in New York, you just studied everything. You dance, you sang, and you did, you studied acting. You didn't, you were never not studying because you weren't respected. So it wasn't even, if you talk to somebody, they'd be like, who are you taking dance with? You know, I mean, I think I've studied dance for about 15 years. Was I going to be a dancer? No. Can I dance? And I do believe that dance training is part of why I booked a motion captured work. Because it keeps you agile and my body's in shape for an older actress. And so people don't do that as much today. But for me, it's all I knew. I sang from the eighth grade, you know. So, and I had like this coach that was a Broadway, you know, a Broadway singer coach. So it's interesting to me, all those tools, you know, were started very young for me. I actually wanted to do musical theater, but I, when I didn't get chorus line and I didn't book a couple of other jobs at that time, I kind of switched my focus to drama. So it's, it's sort of the tra trajectory of how you start someplace, but it never leaves you. Mm -hmm. You right. know, it's the first a part commercial of your soul. I booked yeah. was dancing, which I thought was hilarious, you know, because I would not call myself a dancer. Yeah. Right. But because of all, when you have all that training, it's just all of a sudden you're dancing. Yeah. It's like second nature to you. Yeah, it's just a part moment. of you. Yeah, it's kind of a, it's a cool thing. And I respect it now because I see people maybe not invest as much of, of the whole craft, mm -hmm. you know. They don't try to be like a triple threat there or, or more, you know, like the more no, you know, it, it just gives you more tools to yeah. really put yourself out there. And, and then the projects will come basically is what and you're saying. stay you know? out there. Yeah. The business was so different when I started. And I tell people that now I said, you have no idea how lucky you are. Mm -hmm. I was doing soap opera work in my, when I was in, still in college and I had to dye my hair blonde. I had to change my name. You, you had to kind of cookie cutter it. Right. I didn't really fit that mold and I knew it, but people would say to me, you know, you're a character actress. You're going to work a lot when you get older. I'm like, but I'm 23. <laughs> I'd like to work now, old. please. Yeah. <laughs> what am I going to do until then? And yeah. so I was playing character parts so young. So I feel like I have nurtured like this Resident Evil character. I feel like she's been nurtured mm. for many years before I, I kind of grew into the shoes of her. And to me, now I look back and I'm like, oh, I played a character like that a thousand years ago. You know, that's one of my expressions. It, because as a character actress, you know you're not fitting that ingenue 20-year-old thing, right? So you're like, oh, my goodness, am I going to have to wait till I'm B. Arthur to work? You know what I mean? And I thought, so I just started 
nurturing the gifts that I had in the direction that I saw that I could work in. I mean, that's, it's, now they call it branding. They didn't really use that term then. And now it's important because I really did know who I was. And I knew I would probably work more as I got older, but I just started. So I started in theater because it was easier. You know, they didn't really care. You could create it differently, you know. And then, thank goodness, I tripped onto voiceover. So I think you bring up some like incredible points too, there, right? Because you were saying that the the character that from Resident Evil that you created kind of came from you were nurturing it over time. And when we were talking to Rob, he was kind of saying the same thing with his voices, right? He said there was a voice, you know, he'd try maybe when he was 17 or 18. And then he has a role and he's like, oh, I have a place for that guy now type of thing. And then the second point you were making about a brand and how people really don't apply themselves and become like that triple threat or whatever it may be. It's so much easier for especially my generation, LA generation, because we have social media now. I mean, we were talking about TikTok before we started, but you could become a hit overnight in dancing or singing and never, you know, stepped on a stage or anywhere else like that because it's such a a, a big platform these days. And you have that ability to brand yourself and get yourself out there. But a lot of people are not taking yeah. advantage or not doing it in the right way to market themselves as because it's so competitive now, too, because of those platforms. I always say to people, do not wait for someone to tell you who you are, right? The thing about me is I get who I am and I have for a very long time. I remember when I went, I live in Los Angeles now, but I went to New York for a couple of years about in 2015. And that's like a a party for me because I'm a very New York type. And so the casting directors were, were like, oh my goodness, who are you, right? Because I fit a lot of the shows there. It was an easy fit. I remember getting an email for Orange is a New Black and it was hilarious to me. They knew I had come in from LA and they, I literally got an email from my manager saying, please tell her not to have makeup on. And, and I was like, I would never wear makeup for that part. She's in jail. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but the, there's yeah. a stigma to actors from LA that, you know, they want to look camera ready. I mean, I have makeup on now, right? But I, I was like, I would never, you know. And so I have fit this little niche that I love it. I'm like, are you kidding? Works for me, you know, I'll yeah. walk in. And so you start to get a little fan group of the people that know that, you don't have that that idea that I'm going to try to look 30. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> There's people that are 30. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So I have owned that. And, mm-hmm. and I think it's important to, first of all, the parts are great. Yeah. <laughs> now, I got cut from this movie, but I played a character very similar in nature to Resident Evil and Deliver Us from Evil the movie Deliver Us from Evil, which they had touted that to be the new Exorcist. Like when I got hired, they're like, this is going to be the new Exorcist. It's going to be big. And, you know, so I've been nurturing this character for yeah. a, a while. It's been in your Rolodex. <laughs> yeah. You know, that kind of, yeah, that kind yeah. of character, that kind of, you know, <laughs> that gravelly thing, you know. It's 
So when you see it in print, then you have to hone the details of it. And, but it is true. You, it's in your Rolodex for years, if you're a character actor, because those are the parts that get sent to you. And I now see it a little bit differently than I saw it maybe even 20 years ago, you know, or I understand it more now. And I'm like, I'm going to be the Betty White of horror. (laughs) Why not? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, why not? Yeah. If you enjoy it and it works, why not? If you see where you fit a niche and, you know, I've become like the new poster child for, um, somebody older doing mocap a lot of people that know me are like I have to do that now and I find it interesting because if you don't know about it yeah you don't know about it you know I remember when you were like okay this year I'm gonna go out and do mocap and learn this you know learn this trade this art form basically and I remember you tracked down where do I take the classes where do I learn this because just you knew that you could do it because of your physicality as a dancer and also your experience with voiceover and it's it's just a nice blend of the two and and theater for that matter too and theater too yes because it it basically is theater yeah Yeah. it's it's really acting in such a really cool way that i didn't really anticipate you know i I connected the voiceover with it, but I really didn't connect that it was so much acting and agility and it, it jazzes you. You, You're, if you're in shape, you're like, you know, I, you know, what I aspire to do now, I want, you know, I want to do weapon, weaponry and I want, you want to go all out. She wants Uh, to go all out. (laughs) Yeah. And fighting and, and all that stuff because I can. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I wasn't really raised with age limitations. My whole family is not, it, it wasn't really, if it's inbred in you as a kid that age is nothing, then I think you grow up with like that. You're like, I don't care. You know, if I can do it, I'm going to do it. So that's always been what's been attractive to me. That was my desire a couple of years ago i'm like i really want to do this right because it does incorporate both of the art forms and it was the one of the only things i hadn't done so i'm a big believer in going after things not waiting for them to be handed to you uh because i think there is that you know people call it manifesting or but i just put my focus there. I've done that a few times where I've gone, that's, I'm going in that direction. I think when you do that and then you, it meets you. I once had a manager a million years ago said to me, when you put energy out into the universe, it goes out. It doesn't. And I said, well, when does it come back to me? (laughs) And she said, it will, it's inevitable that it's going to have a return. It's just Mm -hmm. not up to you when that return is. Yeah. Right. But And that's what it felt like. It felt like this out into the universe. And then it landed. Who knew it would land the way it landed, you know? Yeah. And that's what's so trippy. But as you you get older, you look back on your career and you see which each one of those steps, you know, and you're like, oh, I didn't really know that then. I didn't really get that. I didn't really get the connection. 
to why that was going to matter. No, I didn't really understand that doing that, you know, was going to give me this. I had this agent once. We all have many agents as actors. And I wanted to be on a cop show. That was like my thing. And I would call him once a week. I probably shouldn't name the show, although it's off the air. And I said, you have to get me an audition for this cop show. And he said, you have called me 3,000 times. (laughs) And I said, but I still don't have the appointment, right? So what the hilarious part of this story is, because that's the days when we used to send in our pictures, you know, our actual headshots would be delivered to studios. Mm -hmm. So the character's last name was my name. Oh, really? So the writers had, and my name is not, a common name. So when I when it got sent to me, I was howling. I'm like, that's my last name on the breakdown. Because when they get so many headshots, you know, they start to go, what's a good Italian name, you know, for this character? And I was laughing. I'm like, okay, I got my shot at this, you know. So it was just important to me because I knew that I was right for it. Right. It's so I think it's that whole thing of when you know what you want and you go after it, it be, it comes to you in a sometimes not in a very in a very strange way. You're, I always say to people, the things that you get, you're like, you want you want me for that? Okay, right? And then the things sometimes that you just you want it so bad, it's not your time for that. And I've learned to accept that much more, you know, than I did when I was a younger actor. So. That's one of the pluses of getting older is that you can really look at your own journey and be able to share it with people and go, ha, don't worry about anything. Just do right. Be consistent and do and know what you want. Yeah. And I think that's beautiful because we were talking with Mark, our last episode, and Mark kind of shared the same like sentiment. He was saying that he kind of embraced and he went for all this social media and YouTube and things like that. Different, you know, different area overall, but still the same sentiment that you're sharing that you went for it. You did it no matter, you know, what your age is or whatever you embraced and wanted to try new things. And we as artists are always looking to grow. And that's I think that's a beautiful thing that, that you're mentioning there. I just think that's that's really cool to hear that. If you don't grow, what are you doing? Right. That's how I feel. My whole family are doers. It's sort of ingrained in what I grew up with. You know, we weren't really just people that sat home and just watched television. So we did. So I'm used to that. And it's just, I still do that today. I'm always like, what? what's next? Well, I kind of know what's next, but you know, where where do I set my sights? It's interesting. It's much easier now to do everything. When I was in my 20s, people were like, or actually my late 20s, they were like, you have to make a decision. Do you want to do voiceover or do you want to be an actor? I'm like, I want to do both. They're like, well, it's not good to separate yourself like that. I mean, that that was the guidance then. And I never listened. I was doing a play, an equity play. I got my first huge voiceover contract for a store. And I was auditioning for movies. It was all there for me. Why wouldn't I do it? That to me was like my dreams had come true. I was doing theater, which I love. That was my first love and getting paid for it with an equity contract. I had this huge department store contract for voiceover, right? And then I was, 
I booked Miami Vice. I mean, it was like the perfect triangle of, huh. And I got to work with James Brown. I mean, you know, crazy stuff. At the time when you're doing it, I don't know that it's as important to you. You know, when I tell people now, I'm like, yeah, James Brown was my my co-star in my scene. And they're like, what? I'm like, it was my second TV show. So all I, I was nervous, you know, I was young. I was in my 20s. And I, and everybody flew down to Florida. Every, I mean, Whoopi Goldberg, everybody. I looked out into the sea of people on the set and I went, what are all these people doing here? Certainly they're not here to see me act. They were here to see James Brown. And Miami Vice was like at the top of the chart at that point. It was like the hit show to be on. So I've had a lot of cool things like that, right? Where you go, you know, their memories that you you take with you and you're like, okay, I got that. And, and you as you travel up the, you know, you keep going. Each one of those to me, because I love to work, each one of those is something really special. I try, this is something that I do, not to do anything I don't want to do for money, you know, just because it's a job. You know, as actors, we you're raised to, you know, you have to pay your bills. But I try now, especially as I'm older, to, I want to be passionate about it and I want to love it. Because otherwise, you're half there. And I just feel very blessed. I had never worked with a woman director on TV until Good Girls. And I thought, how cool is this? Finally, a woman director. So all those things, if you look for the special part of them, right? Some people take them for granted. I don't take anything for granted. I don't. I, every job I get, it's like the first time I'm working. Otherwise, don't do it right? If you're not going to love it, I don't know why you would do it. You know, so that's kind of my philosophy in general. I don't like to go anywhere I don't want to be and I don't want to stay anywhere I don't belong. You know, I just, there's so much out there to do. And so the other day, I'm like, I'm going to be the Betty White for horror. <laughs> you know, like, I'm going to keep doing this and create myself a niche of somebody's got to do them, you know, and it might as well be me. So that's, that's kind of my new philosophy. Because I remember when I sort of was mentioning to people that I wanted to do mocap, some people don't even know in my age group, they're like, what is that? I'm like, I'm like did you see Avatar? <laughs> that's my, but of course, younger people know what it is. And I got that bug. And when that happens with me, I'm like a dog with a bone. Gotta have this, right? As an artist, as a creative artist, it's fantastic. The only one that puts any limitations on myself is me. And I think that's one of the gifts. I remember Oprah Winfrey saying something like that as she got older. She said, I'm going to wear this shirt and I don't really care if you don't like it. And I remember this episode, she goes, because I'm 50 <laughs> and I've earned my, you know, and yeah. I remember I was sitting watching the show and I went, oh, because she's older than me. And I remember thinking, oh, I hope I'm like that when I'm her age. <laughs> And I understand it. Well, with you, Carol, it's like you just take me for who I am and you, you're a good person and you're you exude that good energy to anyone you meet, too. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why also you get into these great projects, too, because you're just yourself. And also you're just a really nice person to and work talented. with, too. And talented, too. <laughs> and very talented, too. So it's like 
yeah, when as you said, when you put that good energy out into the universe, it comes back and something but, pops but up. But it has so, to be matched with talent. But it has, it has to be to matched. Be yeah, yeah. Matched with something. Yeah, right? yeah exactly. <laughs> um, so how did the Resident Evil Village uh, project come about? So you play the character of the hag uh, who kind of leads the main character of the video game through the through the game. And she's creepy as all get out. I'll, I'll say that. And how did that project come about? And what was it like working on a mocap set when you were cast and everything? You know, an audition just sometimes you sometimes as actors, we see auditions and they have our name on them. Mm-hmm. You go, I this is just something that I say. I know when I read for something now voiceover or acting, I have this very good idea that I'm going to be one of the three in the running or not. Doesn't, and it's not an ego thing. It's, it's this thing. I read that and I went, it's in my bones. And I just got her. And I thought, oh, how delicious. Talk about deliciously evil. That's already creepy. Just you saying that, <laughs> right? It's your your you know, coin there's phrase. Nothing to me more fun because first of all, you know, you never you never get the story because everything mm. is you know super everything. quiet secret. Yeah. yeah. So I've signed a million NDAs over the last ten years, a million, and so I'm so used to that now. You know, I, <laughs> that half the time you don't half the time the script you're reading. It's not the script you're going to do. It's not the character. It's it's got the essence of a character, which was similar to this. There's the essence and the feel of the character, but not the words, because Mm -hmm. they're they're precious and they are. I understand it today because I kept my mouth quiet as I was instructed (laughs) for two years. That's wild. but I'm so used to that. Honestly, when I sign an NDA, I, I know that what people mean by it. And so mm-hmm. I sort of put it out of my mind. I go, you did, did, you're working today and no one has to know, mm-hmm. right? Like no one has to know you're just working. Yeah. Yeah. And so I now understand after it got released, I understand why. Right. Yeah. In my, this to me was all, uh, Sort of like when I did the Stan video, Eminem's video. I was going to talk about that. I want to talk about that too, for sure. In a million years, if you had said to me, this is going to blow up and you're going to be on the Grammys, which I was because they put that scene on the Grammys. I wasn't even watching the Grammys. My phone blew up. Turn on the television. You're on the Grammys. I'm like, what? You know, because they took that scene and put it on the Grammys. <laughs> like, it's one of the biggest videos ever. I mean, it's, it's such a huge. I mean, it's been it's been replicated by other artists and stuff over the years. It's it, yeah. But who knew? And yeah. This is what I mean. You know, I show up. I do my job at my audition. And for me, working with Dr. Dre was. <sighs> He was just a really lovely man and really Mm. kind. And I got treated like like a superstar. Mm -hmm. And every actor just wants to be treated nicely, you know. But there was such respect to me. And I and to me, it was just doing my job. You know, that's my job. And I've been trained like that from a kid. That's your job. It's not who you are. Go do your job. And then you have a life. And I'm grateful for that. 
when it blew up like that, I was getting called into offices and people would say, and I'm thinking, I'm not really right for this. You know, I would read the thing and go, I don't really see myself in this part. But of course you show up. And then I remember walking to this appointment and I'm thinking, I wouldn't hire me for this. And these two guys said to me, we had to meet you. <laughs> Mike. Okay, you met me. <laughs> you know, and, and there's a lot of, I mean, that's the Hollywood thing, but I, I've talked to a lot of people that have had similar experiences like that, where people feel like they need to, you know, connect in some way. And you're like, I'm the same person I was the day before I did it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, and all of those become, that was fantastic. And why could I do it? Because I had technique and I could cry because she cries and yells and, you know, and, yeah. and I could take direction and all that. And it's. And you're in one of the most iconic music videos of all the time. And Eminem yeah. is still so prevalent oh, and fantastic. popular. Yeah. yeah. It's. He's, he's, did you meet I him? I do believe he has one of the best. He says the most in his words. Oh, right? I agree. Yeah, I agree. He's a, he's a modern day, day poet. He's a mm -hmm. modern day poet. Mm -hmm. yeah. He really is. And that's what I think when he came out, it was like that was what really set him apart from a lot of other so rappers. Who were just, yes. Right. Because he just he talked from his soul and he just and his heart and just and his said, rhyme schemes and just oh, like yeah. the, the beats he was using and everything was just him and Dre yeah. together. Just, oh, I'm a huge oh, that was like fan. the magic. So I'm like, <laughs> so I'm, I'm fanboying pretty hard right now because I remember when you told me that originally and I had a moment and I just had another moment. So I'm good now, though. I was listening <laughs> okay to him this morning. <laughs> Dr. Dre is so handsome. And as he was walking towards me, I thought, oh, you're so handsome. <laughs> Just, and as kind and as nice as he as he's handsome. Hmm. And when when that combination happens, you just, you know, you you're you're like, this is the best. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, so I've I've been very grateful for that. And of course, everybody has seen it. And yeah. And then when it went on the Grammys with Elton John, it was crazy. <laughs> you can't predict that kind of stuff. No. You're just grateful and you know, you know, that it'll make for good stories. I have a younger niece that certain things are cool for her. You yeah, know, yeah. Cowboy Bebop was cool for her, you yeah. know, because she's an anime kid and she's a... Which we got to talk know. about. <laughs> so Cowboy Bebop was, it pretty much defined my childhood, Carol, and... When you, when I first met you, uh, at at NIFA and we uh, you know, like started talking and and you said you were on Cowboy Bebop as Annie, I about flipped. I I, I geeked out like Trevor's this is, this geeking is his out. Moment. This is his this moment. Is my, this was my moment. So, um, <laughs> I I was like, wow, and 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 that's the funny thing in this business. We you grow up watching and and hear like voiceover i've always been drawn to because i grew up with cartoons as a kid and i always look forward to saturday morning cartoons and yep. i watched toonami toonami was huge during the early 90s mid 90s and mm -hmm. into the late 90s actually mm -hmm. uh early 2000s still yeah is around but, yeah for sure but you know like when when america got cowboy bebop trigon outlaw star three shows that you were in and did and did voices for uh i like like those three series really defined my childhood and it was just so cool to come full circle to meet you and 
get to know you and and become friends and like and the rest is history and you're on our podcast now so <laughs> so it's like it's like it's like this whole it, it's funny how the like just how the business works that way because mm-hmm. it's like you grow up like even with when i was you know i watched teenage mutant ninja turtles and then i ended up working on teenage mutant ninja turtles as a dialogue editor and it was just like that full circle thing just it's, it, it's part of life it, it is really it's trippy. really trippy it's, it's really, really you know? every time i've stepped into one of those genres and i didn't really know steve bloom and i used to transcribe anime at like 11 o'clock at night, you know, he helped me learn how to transcribe it with a VCR. I mean, wow. it's crazy when I think back to that. And oh he's gosh. as nice now as he was when he started, you know. Yeah. So I look back at all that. I love the voiceover community. Mm. Everybody is just really, for the most part, just a nice person, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like playtime. I was yeah. fortunate that I got to work at a production company, which changed how I worked because I already was a voiceover person now casting. And mm. you get to see by being in the room, you really understand your own self. I always say every actor should cast and direct. Mm-hmm. It changed me. It changed how I, how I actually worked. Because I saw what worked and what didn't work. And I got I met everybody. That's where I met Rob Paulson. <laughs> Maurice LaMarche. I mean, everybody came in. And and there's no, I always say to people, learn from the best. I mean, these people were coming in. Carlos Alizraki, Jane Lynch, all of them, one after another. Because voice actors just want to work, right? Mm. They don't have that ego. Kevin Michael Richardson, oh, who I adore, right? Yeah. Came in always with a smile on his face, always ready, to just doing the thing, right? No, not the ego. Tom Kane, all of them. Just yeah, I have Kurt so many Thornton good too, memories. Yeah. And there's you want to learn, you learn from the best, the people mm-hmm. that are doing what you want more of. So not easy to do, to do both careers. And I was running out to rehearsals for a play. I mean, it was insane. And so you can't really, that's hard. Mm-hmm. So I decided to pull away from that and just, because I am a creative person and I need, I needed to have that feel of doing, but that those couple of years of really, that's what I was doing. They change you. You, it, it was like a master class for me. Mm. A master class at at a level I was already at a pretty good level, and then you just soar. But but and like once, you said, you can always learn and grow more. Oh yeah. If if you ever feel like you stop learning, you're in trouble. I mean, that's how <laughs> I feel. I'm always, you know, I think a lot of people during the pandemic were like, "Well, what can I do? What can I learn?" Mm-hmm. Right? And yeah. you know, I had to put on my big girl pants. And I've been spoiled. I've always had sound engineers recording me, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. And um, and I had to put on my big girl pants and or not. Mm-hmm. Right. And I was like, no, 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 I could do this. I'm smart. Right. So that's it's a, it's a constant. You want to build a website, build a website. Yeah. Right. So I did it. You know what I mean? It's, it's, and then you ask the questions and you. And so I kind of live my life like that. 
And I think it keeps your brain young and it keeps your spirit young. Yeah. So it's definitely, you know, I feel fortunate that I got to do, you know, I didn't know a lot about anime and somebody, you know, got me in, helped me into that world. And it's a, such a fun world because you get to mm. play so many different characters that you would never be seen as, you know, it, and so you're already expanding your repertoire and I lovely people I was working with and they become like a family. So you're yeah. just showing up and doing what you love and, and that then of course expands. It's it expands yeah. And that's out. a beautiful thing. Cause Rob was mentioning this too. And it seems like the voice com voice actor community is just a huge family. It really does, just by the way he was talking about it and you're talking about it, how close you all are together. Even if you don't, I, it's funny, I was watching the Friends reunion last night and they got, <laughs> back, they got back together, right? For the first time they had been together, all six of them, since the final episode shot. And they were like, you know, we may not see each other, but we always keep in contact. We're that family yeah. because they spent 10 years of their lives together. Yeah. And it seems like it's the same thing with, with you and yeah. your voice actor community that you basically have grown up in the industry with. And that's That's in in just incredible to hear that it's still that close-knit, even after all those years of all those projects. And you're still working on projects together today. I had somebody open a door for me a couple of years ago. I got an email and she said to me, this has your name on it. I'm just going to tell them you're going to send in an audition. And I did book it. And that was Wasteland 3. Yeah, that was uh, the Sheriff Daisy part, right? Sheriff Daisy. Yeah, Sheriff, Sheriff Daisy, Daisy you, part, yeah. You pay it forward, right? It That could have easily just went by me. Mm -hmm. That person connected me, you know, and, and it's a beautiful thing when that happens. And I think we all have to pay it forward, you yeah. know. There's there's some kind of a payback. It's it's a, a sort of an emotional payback you get mm -hmm. when you mm -hmm. help somebody. It's it really feels good. It feels yeah, you like feel great. I'm so happy yeah. for you. Yeah. Right. It's when you're young, you're more self centered. You know, in your twenties, because you have to be. But as you mm -hmm. get older, you're like, that's fantastic, right? You 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 feel like like you booked it, you know, yeah. because you helped somebody, and it. I, I don't want to ever lose that because I, I was helped by so many people. I mean, one of my mentors, she sang that Coca-Cola, I'd like to teach the world to sing. It was a big commercial. I mean, it was, and I, she was older and you were talking about this before Trevor. So she was of like a voiceover mentor. Connie Zim is her name. She was very well known. She died of ALS. You want to talk about a horrific I mean, thing to pass away from as a voiceover artist. She wasn't living here. And when I found out, I wrote her son and I said, she changed my life because selflessly she reached out to me and she changed. I, I was young and I needed, you know, guidance and voiceover. And she was that person. Did she have to do that? No. Did she, there was something in her. And I understand what that is now. Just like I discovered a guy at the cappuccino stand in Pasadena Playhouse. You you feel this, who's now a six-figure voiceover actor, you feel this need to tell them that you don't have to serve coffee. Not that there's anything bad about that. So I, I've had these mentors and they become so important in your life. At first, you're like, 
oh, why is she helping me? You know, you don't trust it. And then you understand it and you're like, I'm going to be like that. And then you want to be exactly. You want to be, right. be like, you and they open like this that. whole world. They open the world whole to you. World. basically. Yeah. Yeah. Right. She had one store account and I had another and I went and took her classes because that's what smart people do. They mm. go and they learn from people better than them. Yeah. yeah. Right. They don't get on their high horse and go, okay, I'm jealous uh, of you. There's no yep. time for that. No, no. Right. You, you want to keep learning. I do anyway. I think it keeps your brain sharp. And my mm -hmm. mom's brain was still sharp at 97. So I, uh, that's important to me. And all those, all these steps, you know, a couple of years ago, I was like, I really, I want to do a video game. Like that's what happens to me. All of a sudden I get this little thing <laughs> like doing, you know, I, I, I haven't done one in a while. And when you put it out into the universe, it's really strange. It's just, a, you know, and, and these 11 pages came at me and I'm like, yes, sign me up <laughs> just so yeah. you can keep your skills you know yeah. i did a play five years ago just because i needed to be on stage nothing's going to challenge you more than theater there's well, no even like, absolutely not even I'm when you did the <laughs> even when you did the radio play too carol like that we went to go see uh what was that two years i think that was two or three years ago yeah i've done a couple three, of them three years ago. yeah and and you know it, it's like when you you're like oh i feel like i need to be here in this part of the, the the business like you just go out and do it that's the thing that's the whole thing is like you have to just go out and do it and have that drive to want to work and be you know and, and just keep keep active too you know as you said it it helps it stimulates a part of our brains and 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 our are also creative our souls. our souls too you know our creative soul um to just be active. It also brings other things into your path. That too. Yeah. I mean, that's actually what happens. Mm -hmm. You know, you're doing this thing and people were laughing at me because when I was doing the play, I booked this movie and they're like, and I turned it down actually because I was doing the play and I didn't want to go to Vermont at the time. And they're like, you're saying no. I'm like, it doesn't fit in my life right now. I'm going to see my mom. And and by saying no, we made it work. Mm. You know, and that's and that was a big lesson for me. People want you more when you say no, but I wasn't doing yeah. it for that reason. Family comes first to me. So, but it was a big lesson of you gotta you gotta follow your heart. And I still got to do the movie. Yeah, there uh, you another go. horror movie. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> that was a uh, witch in the window, I think, right? Yeah. Witch in the window. Yeah, that was yeah. a great movie too. So yeah, I mean, I I lost a week's work because I chose only to work for a week and did all the work in one yeah. week instead of two weeks. Yeah, but it was more important to me mm -hmm. to see my mom. Yeah, yeah. And you don't know at that time. That's the year she passed, but you don't know that. Yeah. You got to trust that. that yeah that heart and go, I need to do this. This is the way I need to do it. And the director said, family comes first to me too. That's beautiful. So I mean, yeah. that's what I mean. You really, I got just got to chill because that's exactly what he said to me. Um, yeah. I said, I just can't commit to two weeks mm -hmm. and, but I can give, I'll give you one. And so he changed his schedule, his shooting schedule. Wow. And it's, and I said, you know, family comes first, 
you know. Yeah. I wasn't like that in my 20s, I'll be honest with you. But <laughs> I, I'll tell you what happened. I, I dated somebody who was like me, and I went, oh, I don't want to be like that. <laughs> I dated a selfish, you know, like, yeah, I hate to use that word, but in, when you're young, you have to be that to get yourself going. Mm-hmm. You know, you have mm-hmm. to, it's, it's not really selfish, it's really a little bit taking care of self, but you do put yourself first. And as you get older, you realize I can have both. Yeah. It's very different now. People bring their kids to auditions, you know, yeah. Hey, can you watch my kid when I go? I mean, it's just a different, it's a different time. It's a great time to be an actor because the yeah. rules oh, are, the rules are dissipated. Right. Mm-hmm. And now everybody's yeah. self taping anyway, but yeah, the truth is it, it's since resident evil, now, of course, all I want to do is motion capture. You know, who knew? Because I don't play the games. I just do the games. But I have friends, obviously, that play the games. It's amazing how that game has just blown up because, I mean, well, for one thing, Resident Evil, it's a huge franchise. The IP is just, I mean, it's been around for Gosh, like, like forever. Early, late, is it late 90s? Early 90s. Early or late right 90s. Now. I'm I actually going to yeah. look. I'm going to look. Because it's, it's been around forever. And yeah, to be a part of that franchise, it's just like you're, you're going to get the fan geeks like us going like, hey. <laughs> so and I, I love also, um, you know, like you have you love playing villains. So I'm going to talk about playing villains. 93. 93. <laughs> 1993 it came out. OK, gotcha. The first one was uh, developed. So, uh, yeah. Wow. So, yeah, I was like two, three, three years. I old wasn't alive yet. <laughs> you weren't alive yet. So, uh, but in, 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 in reference to playing villains, uh, I I've noticed like through your career, you just love to play them because of actually what really draws you to the villain role. It's the contrary thing. Your intention, your objective is always, you know, a villain doesn't think they're a villain. Mm-hmm. All right. To, you, right. you can't play a character that way. You have, to, you have to play it with the belief that you're imparting wisdom. You know, you have to have your own reasons that have nothing to do with, I'm going to kill you or I'm going to, you know, attack you. Or, Take over the world. Or... There's a confident, I know what it is as a woman, because I remember when I was doing Trigun, there was this big thing that happened for me. First of all, I loved her picture and she was sexy and confident and there's something that happens to you. Certainly that wasn't the case in this particular, you know, character, but there's a there's an ownership when you play villains. There's like a I think one of my characteristics that I lead with is strength. I, and I I and I I get to then put that that confident. It's like a female. I think I have this mixture of female male. When I was younger, I used to get submitted on a lot of male parts. And I'd say to my agents, why do you keep doing that? And they say, because if they don't want a guy, they want you. You know, they they would do that. They would throw me in the mix. And I understand it now, not only because I had a low voice, but because it's a it's a strength. It's a it's this toughness. To me, there's nothing more powerful than toughness on the outside and mush on the inside. Right. The, you Mm. know. It, the duality. It's kind of a cool thing. I just finished watching Billions, and that's Paul Giamatti in a you know it's tough on in the outside and 
You have your own inner life happening of what possesses you to be that way. Only you as the character know that. And I just think they're, they're fun. The scope of where you can go as a villain is endless, right? Yeah. When I read a script, I was very fortunate to work with Steven Soderbergh. And I did get cut in the movie, but I worked for two weeks on the movie. A lot of people got cut in, in the movie. And, and it was a big lesson for me because they said to me, you know, he's not going to talk to you. And as he walked over towards me, I thought people said he wasn't going to come and talk to me. And here he comes. Yeah. And he said, <laughs> do you have any ideas for this scene? Hmm. I said, oh, I have three. And, and I do. I always making myself the star of the show. I mean, and he said, let me see what you got. In a nicer, he didn't say like that. He said, let's, let's do what's on the page and then let's work a little around it. I was like, what? And another gift. And I got to work with Jude Law, who was to me the nicest man I've ever worked with because he said, I got you lead the way I got you. And I'm like, who does that? So I think what happens is when you show up and you're available and you've, you're prepped, you attract that. You, another creepy character, you know, in an insane asylum. I just love those characters because they have a life underneath the words. And you as an actor know how to make that backstory. And then you, there are endless possibilities of where to go. There's no limitations on the villains. <laughs> And there's something about that, the laugh that's becoming, you know, jumped off the page that, you know, creating that signature Carol laugh, you know? Yeah. And you have that signature laugh. It's been nurtured for years, but especially when you do a lot of anime, you're always getting blown out of well, my characters. I've always been the, the villainous, right? Or the queen. I'm going to tell you, I did Shima in Gundam 83. And I was a series regular in it. And it was my first anime job. So you're doing all these episodes and you get to, not number one, you're learning the craft on the fly. And my characters, I started to see the pattern. She was beautiful. She was strong. She was sensual. And she led with confidence. And so I went, because all those low voiced characters, they're queens, they're villainesses. And even if they look like her. And I'm drawn to those characters, I guess, because honestly, it's not what I look like on the outside, but I can play it. Mm. You know, my vocals can do it. And I know what that yeah. place is. I know what that place is. Right. So it's in you. I thought, wow, if yeah. I actually looked like that, you know, <laughs> but you are what you get, which, you know, I will not yeah. cut up my face to look like that. So because <laughs> um, then I won't work doing the do what I do. But yeah, you wouldn't have been where you were at, uh, yeah. you know, for this last project. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, mocap to me is incredible because like it, I mean, it's evolved so much over the years, but just looking and seeing how every little detail of your face is there and every little movement you make is captured. And that's, that's a question I really wanted to ask because you've been a part of animation and video games and now you've been in, uh, you know, a, a massive incredibly huge video game and i wanted to ask you with the video game industry versus the film industry do you think the video game industry is getting to the point where it's kind of overtaking the film industry by popularity and maybe viewership 
And if so, why do you think that is? Well, honestly, through the pan, I worked during the pandemic, which was a little scary, but the protocols were so sharp and everybody was really taken care of and specific. And so I don't even, I wasn't even worried while I was there. I think especially this year, it was the one thing that could continue to be done. Mm. And voiceover agents were saying they had to hire extra help. They couldn't even handle all the projects coming at them because people realized pretty soon that we weren't going to be able to go inside Warner Brothers and, you know, film a TV show in the beginning. So, mm -hmm. I mean, I think Tyler Perry was the first one that got it together, you know, and showed everybody that it could be done. But I think, first of all, I think your age group has it. They nurtured video games and the yeah. gaming industry. It's not what it was when I was, it's just, not, you know, anime was that then, right? It, that was more really hot and, you know, and then slowly, I mean, not slowly, but video games, I would say in the last 10 years, and I don't think it's going anywhere. I think because your age group nurtured them. <laughs> yeah. Right. And kept them alive and not only kept them alive, it's all, I mean, look, it's financial reward. And so I think it blends acting and vocals mm -hmm. in such a beautiful way. I mean, I, I had no idea of the reward in store for me. I didn't. <laughs> and I just remember, I go, this is all I want to do now. <laughs> just, yeah. It's so I mean, emotionally a movie. rewarding because as an actor, yeah. you're creating. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. you're just creating. You're being guided, but you're creating out of nothing. Yeah. And it's fantastic. Are... It doesn't and... get any better than that. Because I think yeah. every actor trains to want yeah. to create, but there's so many rules, you know, in place when you're doing, especially TV. TV is a little more strict than film. Film, there's a little more leeway to improv and mm -hmm. there's more time. TV's very on the, you know, it's very guided by timelines, very specific mm -hmm. in my, in my opinion and my experience. Film that you're there longer, there's mm -hmm. a little more play you know, you do a million takes and you hope that one of them gets in there. TV is a little <laughs> more strict. Um, but this, you know, it the freedom to play for an actor, I felt like I had arrived. I felt like that that's where I was supposed to be <laughs> because I have always been that kind of actor. I was that kind of actor when I was in college climbing on furniture. I mean, that was just who I was. And then what happens is you get out there, you know, you're not climbing on the furniture in a casting office, but, but that part <laughs> of you that wants to be creative and bring, bring something to the table, bring something to the party. I say that all the time to people. That's a bare bones. And I, and I thank Steven Soderbergh for that because it was an eye opener for me for the next four films I shot after that. I was always, what else could I do? If given the, what else could I do? What could I bring to the table? What would I do if given the chance? Right. I do that on everything now because 
it's more interesting. It doesn't mean it'll get accepted. And it doesn't mean, you know, um, like I howled for a while and that got cut and then we laughed, right? And then I laughed. So, but you have to, you have to go, what do I have to bring here? Right. And thank God I'm agile and I'm, I'm, you know, so my job then becomes, I got to keep myself that way. So I could do more and more of this. And so I can do the gun thing and right. It's the fighting thing. Got to come back for Resident Evil 9 now. I mean, if Betty White can work at <laughs> yes. her age, I can certainly work at mine. Exactly. You know, we love her. So yeah. Yeah. there's a respect. I, I feel there's a respect given, you know, uh, you earn your stripes, you know, and I continue to keep my, you know, you, you got to keep your skills up or not. Right. But I yeah. always feel like, well, what else can I do? That's just where I go because it keeps, it keeps your mind sharp, you know? And mm -hmm. so that's, I'm just really grateful. I in a million years would have never seen this coming and it's been <laughs> so much fun. It's just been fun because I know a lot of young people. And so, you know, I'm getting very sweet emails and, and to know that you've touched people's lives like that and you've entered the cool, you know, you're cool again. I was cool during Eminem's. <laughs> she has arrived again. <laughs> and then you, you're you're still, still cool, Carol. That's you, still cool. cool. That's still cool. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so you just go, it, you, you just go, huh, this is good. And I've not, well, I just have nothing but great things to say about the entire experience was great. Everybody yeah, involved. And you're forever, you're forever attached to an iconic franchise that will live on years past when we're all gone. And, and millions of people will play that game. I mean, it, you know, films, millions of people see it. But what I love about video games is that you are the main character, right? You're living that journey. When you're watching film, you know, you're watching the characters. But And Resident Evil Village feels like a movie. Yeah. I mean, watching Elliot movie. play it, 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 it looks like a movie. I mean, the, the animation and just the quality mm. that they can capture now compared to what they could capture even five years ago yeah. is wild. And just to see where we're going with video games. I mean, Elliot and I are both gamers, so yeah. <laughs> I know we're geeking out over this stuff, but like... It's so it's so incredible to just see what opportunities are yeah. out there for actors too. A big, it's a big avenue for actors, and I don't think people realize it. I I have a friend my age who's now trying to get into the world because couldn't believe it when they looked at it and said, "I have to do that now." You know, it's it's addictive. <laughs> You know, anything that's enjoyable and creative. It's so creative. It it just charged me up. You feel like you could fly when you finished working. You're like, I, like a high almost. It, um, I, I can't explain it. It was just really special. And I'm 
really grateful for the and i hope <laughs> yeah. my doll comes out um yes oh i'm still gosh. waiting for that <laughs> I'll, I'll put it i'll put it like like over here on the left or something so it's in frame during the podcast yes. we got like we got it we got to get that thing <laughs> Definitely. We'll each have one. We'll yeah. each have one. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. No, I'm looking, but, yes. you know, always trying to get the, you know, brains moving. What's next? Dun, 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 mm. dun, dun, dun. You know, and, you know, it's been a rough year for people. It's not actually, I mean, I knock on wood, but I'm, I'm compassionate to people that it's been a rough year for, you know, it's, yeah. uh, so as we move out of it, and I think the games also gave people a place. People were stuck home. Yeah. You know, I mean, older people are playing games. I know some people that are married to guys that that's what they do. It's and I know women so cool. gamers, but I know more people my age that have guy that play games, you know, as like a relaxation kind of a thing. So... I don't think it's going anywhere, you know. I think that it's it's blown up and it's going to continue to be big. And I think you're going to see more and more of this. Yeah, and you're also seeing those franchises like Uncharted that are making films now. I mean, Uncharted, the the the, the saga of Uncharted is already a film in itself with, you know, uh, Noah North and Troy Baker and all of them. Uh, and uh, who's the, um? oh, what's her name? Uh, she's in. She was the voice of Abby in The Last of Us. Oh, I know exactly. Uh, Why yeah. can I not think of her name? Uh, Trying to remember her not, name too. Oh my god! No, I know. I know exactly the, who you mean because she. Um, I cannot believe I can't remember her name. And she's doesn't she in Call <laughs> of Duty as well? I, th I think so. I think so. Oh, what is she's huge? I know. She's massive. I know exactly who you mean. Oh, oh and what I've is not her name? met her. Really? Last of Us Two, right? Yeah, she's Abby. That's two. He's gonna. Uh, I'm looking it up. <laughs> do it. That's why we have computers. This is, how, this is how we do it on the podcast. We just look up stuff as we go. And I'm gonna cut it out. I'm later. gonna go insane if I can't remember her name. Uh, it's Abby, not Abby. Oh, Laura Bailey. Laura Bailey. Laura Bailey. Was, it just came to me as I said. It's Laura, Laura, Laura Bailey. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, Laura Bailey. Yeah. It's Laura yeah. Bailey. Yeah. I know, like the the thing with video games, though, is is like, yeah, you're right. It, it gives us an escape, especially during the pandemic when everyone's home. We it yeah, like video games blew up, I think, more. And they everyone realized, hey, this is we a we can still work and still record voiceover and still play the games, which is great, too, because I mean, it, like when the PlayStation 5 came out, also, these next-gen consoles, as well as the Xbox Scarlet, you know, like, we're going to have games that are going to get to be so photorealistic. I mean, I was just looking at Village. Horizon. I was, well, Village and Horizon Dawn, Horizon, uh, yeah. the, or, or, or uh, Horizon, uh, like, the the, the mocap is, is just advancing so much that it will be, like, at some point, we might just have, like, live-action people in the games possibly you know and oh. or it becomes like a vr experience we, where, oh yeah vr yeah where we're just it, it's so realistic that it's almost like a holodeck from like star trek so and, and it's so cool for me because games used to be looked at 
as like a nerdy thing to do, right? They were like, oh, you play video games? Like even when I was in school, it's like, if you're a gamer, you don't really say it out loud. Correct. Like you don't tell the girls like, hey, I'm a gamer. But nowadays, like being a gamer is cool. Like, cause I mean, Twitch, we were talking about Twitch before you came on and how it basically blew up during the pandemic and all these, you know, streamers and people just started streaming. And gaming is now like a super cool thing to do. You're getting these these ninjas, one I can think of, a huge Twitch streamer that basically kind of came to the forefront and made games like, hey, they're they're looked at as like as a career. Like you can be a personality and a host and yeah. play video games. Oh yeah. I mean, it's I don't think it's going anywhere. I think it's here to stay. I really do attribute it to your age group pushing them. You've just made them advance even more. That's how I think. And girls are doing. A lot of girls are doing. Yeah. Your oh, yeah. Age group. absolutely. So yeah. what makes me happy about mocap is that it opens the world up for even more actors. Because mm -hmm. it's acting, man. It's. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. I mean, I worked in the studio as well. Sometimes they record you on set. I did that as well. And because it's all soundproofed. But. Then I went to the studio several times and it doesn't just doesn't get any better than that. You're like, this is the blend of both the worlds. Yeah. I you're doing both. It it's it's you know, once you get past the the tight outfit going, okay. <laughs> well, I was gonna ask how how is it wearing those outfits and and working with sets that like you have to really put your create imagination yourself, yeah. and create, yeah, because you're Sometimes it's just a blank space that you're it's always a blank looking space. at. Or yeah. It's always a blank space. Yeah. That's the best part of it. <laughs> you know, is yeah. that it's a blank slate. And I got past the outfit pretty quickly. I didn't look horrible in it. So I have there a Halloween go. outfit that kind of looked like it. So I was like, oh, it's like your Halloween <laughs> outfit, your one piece thing. Except it might have been 10 pounds thinner. Um, yeah, I. it's weird. You just... You know, you get past it and you're like, this is the coolest thing ever. <laughs> Just, yeah. Yeah, I would wish oh everybody gosh. the experience. That's really how I feel about it. It's to be able to be that creative. Ugh. And then to see what you, they turned you into. From just those dots. Yes. And you, you doing your work in the space and to see what they created out of that is just incredible it's amazing yeah. it's crazy yeah. it's just a culmination of so many things you know and and so many creative minds coming together and creating this wonderful content that we now can work and well that we can now play and experience and what i what i love is that you said you know it all started back when you said you were doing theater and then you had that that audition that you were going to and you you were you know you're learning dance and all this stuff and it all culminated and and it, and it came back to this. You exactly. applied all of those things to this, and that's that's so cool, and that's so important for people to understand that you didn't just stick in one thing. You went so many different directions, and you went against the grain of what people were saying to not do, and you took a risk. Always, and and that's what Jorge <laughs> said was like the the biggest thing is actors don't take risk these days. He's like he's a director. He's like they need to take more risk because. Yeah, it might flop. Like, like you said, you know, you had ideas on set and things like that, and maybe they didn't get picked up, but you always had something there. You have to. Because you never know. 
You never know what could happen. First of all, that's a creative art. And so if you are, I'm telling you, for me, it was like the perfect blend of given permission to do what I do best without the parameters of, oh, but you don't look like, you know, don't do, there isn't that. There's just mm -hmm. this freedom. And I, I, my only regret, regret was that I hadn't done it sooner, you know, because <laughs> it, for me personally, and you're right, Trevor, you said something, you don't realize at the time you're doing I mean, I took years, when I tell you years, of every dance class known to mankind, knowing I was never going to be a dancer, like a dancer dancer. Like that's what I would, but it's all come into all my work. And that to me is pretty cool. My mother, I was just telling somebody this, my mother sent me to a speech therapist, which I had completely forgotten about as a kid to correct a few things. Who knew? My mother knew. Who knew? You know, sometimes when you go to correct something, it ends up changing your life because you put focus mm -hmm. on it. You know, mm -hmm. I mumbled a lot as it, you know, my mother would say, stop mumbling. I can't hear you, you know, and who knew that that would be the beginning of the seed? Mm. I didn't set out to be a tripped over and to voiceover you know, as an actor. And then of course it, <laughs> I loved it, but I didn't know at that time. And I was like, why am I going to this person? Do I have to? Isn't that crazy? So you think of that now and you're like, oh yeah, I forgot about that actually until everything yesterday. Changes. Yeah. Do you have any projects coming up that you could talk about or anything uh, exciting coming up that is not NDA that you, you can speak about at the time? Well, I'm working on a podcast. I will say that. I'm in the beginning stages of writing the outline and with a partner. So that seed's been planted. And, you know, it's funny because people always be like, oh, really? And you're like, oh, I do not do well with naysayers. What that does, I go, yeah, watch me, right? Because it's just this weird thing that, why don't you just retire? <laughs> it's weird. I don't know that. Uh, so anyway, I adore you both. And I'm so happy Thank that you, you so much, guys Carol. are doing this because you're doing. Mm -hmm. It's all about doing. It, Thank and you're you, giving Carol. back. Thank you, and Carol. Your, your podcasts are great. And oh, so that's what it's all about. Right. Oh, we appreciate and you're two it. Of my I, it's so people, good. To, so. Oh, thanks. Oh, thank well, you. It's, it's well, you're so our good favorite. To see you again. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Thank you for everything. Mean, seriously, like, I mean, you you are a mentor to me in the voiceover world. I mean, you talked about mentors. I, I remember coming into the booth super early on in, in my time at NIFA and just spending time with both of you, and that's how I got to know both of you. Now we're here, I which know, is you know, crazy? for me, is pretty wild. It's crazy. Yeah. But but Carol, <laughs> thank you so much for being here. Make sure you check yes. out Resident Evil Village so you can see Carol's incredible performance and also get scared <laughs> out of your uh, you your socks. 
A Carol Stanzioni yeah. actor, voice director, director, and voice actor. Thank you so much for being here and have a fantastic rest of your day. It was so good to Thanks. see you. Great to see you guys. Take care, Carol. Bye, Thank Carol. you so much. We'll catch you later. If you like this episode, make sure to follow us on social media at Film Detectives. For further news and upcoming shows, join us next week as we explore filmmakers from around the world. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.